Hello and welcome back to the, the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Hunter Hodes. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore penguins. Um, you know, I was coming into today, I, was, I wasn't really sure what to talk about uh, since the Penguins, uh, this is a weird schedule that they don't play till Thursday. Then Saturday, they have a lot of off days um, in between this game uh, in from um, Washington to Tampa. But, you know, I did see today that Evgeny Malkin was fishing with Nikita Kucherov, so I guess that's pretty cool. But um, I brought back uh, Cameron Easton for this episode of Locked on Penguins. Um, he always, he, I really, really enjoy having him on. I think he enjoys it too. So, uh, Cam, welcome back. It's been about a week and a half to two weeks. How you doing, my man? I'm doing great. Uh, thank you for having me uh, back on. I did want to touch up since the last time I've been on. Um, my condolences to Kobe Bryant um, and the Bryant family, um, you know, and the, all, all the victims of that tragedy. Tragedy, And um, I, I'm not much of a basketball fan, but uh, his influence on the game and the sports world was just there's only a few players in the history to ever do that, and Kobe was one of those players. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I had a whole, um, you know, I'm sure if you listen, I had a whole tribute to him in my the first segment of a podcast of an episode, I think about a week ago, right after the passing. So for all of you listening, go check that out. But yeah, definitely very well said um, with uh, Kobe Bryant. Um, so back to um, some of the hockey. Um, of course, again, the Penguins had that. A roller coaster win against the Washington Capitals where they outplayed them for the first 40 minutes and then the Penguins were basically in 2017 survival mode when the Caps just poured it on for the final 12 minutes and the Penguins somehow got out of that game leading in shots 33-32. to I did not realize that. Um, even though the Capitals badly outplayed and outshot them in the third period, the Penguins still ended up um, with more shots on net and um, I just I found that funny. But... You know, Cam, what, what were your takeaways uh, from that game against the Capitals as there's still three more games to go against that team? Yeah, you know, you brought that up, the whole 2017 um, series. That immediately, um, that game reminded me of that. Um, the Capitals were just pouring it on to the Penguins, and, you know, the shots were just constant. And, I mean, there was a couple times Penguins got a little lucky with a couple post shots from the Caps, but... Resilient, um, again, by the Penguins team. Tanev, uh, great goal by Tanev. Um, just, a little you know, lucky, but a get, good goal. A little lucky, but getting that shot out there, and, you know, things can happen at that point. And um, it definitely had playoff vibes during that game. So I can't wait to see the next three games. Yeah, that was the first game, I think, this season where I actually was – Standing up for probably the majority of the third period, kind of pacing a little bit. So like I, I said this on yesterday's episode. Every game between these teams feels like it's like a game seven of like a Stanley Cup final. And for all we know, man, there could be ten more games uh, against against uh, between these two teams. Since uh, there, I think there's a very good chance that they'll meet probably in the second round of the playoffs. Yeah, and I'm all for it because that's the most entertaining hockey there is. Is these these two kinds of teams. Um, Head to head, and um, honestly, it's a toss up on to who could you know win out that series because these team, both these teams are just stacked, and um, and we're not even at the trade deadline yet, and we're going to get it and get into that later in the podcast. But um, you know, it, it, it's going to be a tough stretch here for the Penguins these next couple these couple months here um, with these Metro teams because 
Um, if you look at the standings uh, overall in the league, there's a lot of Metro team top uh, top nine, um, if I'm not mistaken. But um, yeah, it's it's definitely gonna be some good hockey to watch. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's the Metro is you know it's almost as if a Metro team never ever loses though. Um, it looks like the Islanders have hit a little bit of a free fall right now. They're down, was it 2-1 right now? To the, oh, the Stars just took the lead over them. So um, I think they might be a team that could slip out potentially in the second half. But yeah, there's just it's almost as if a Metro team doesn't lose unless they play each other. And um, the Penguins, they're, I mean, I checked a look at their schedule on these past couple of days. Their, their schedule is backloaded very much, I think. 14 of the last 16, 14 of the last 18 games are against Metropolitan Division teams. Um, seven combined games left against the Caps and the Hurricanes. I can't believe they haven't really ever, they haven't even played the Hurricanes yet. They don't play them until March, which is just insane to say. They still play the Rangers three more times. Um, they got one more game against the Flyers, the Devils, um, the Blue Jackets, I think, one more Islanders. But it's just it's a backloaded schedule, and it's just the schedule is, has turned really, really nasty coming up because I know the Penguins have a lot of Atlantic games. I think these next seven to eight, I think, are actually against the Atlantic teams, if I'm not mistaken. They play um, Toronto in a home-and-home, Tampa two out of three, Detroit is sandwiched in there, uh, Florida, of course. Uh, it's just it, it's a backloaded schedule. Yeah, it's going to really test the Penguins, and – um, Sunday against the Capitals was the first test, and these next couple months are going to just feel like playoff hockey, I I feel like, because um, really almost it seems like every team they play are going to be playoff contenders, Yeah, and, um, you know, that's going to test the Penguins. You would hope that um, no injuries um, occur for the Penguins, and let me just say, yeah, and shout out to Matt Murray. That um, that game he had was just phenomenal, and he kept it kept the Penguins in there. Um, sure, there was a couple post shots, but um, we we me and you gave a lot of love to Tristan Jari over the past times I've been on the show, and you know we we were a little critical on Murray, and he's definitely um, turned it around here these past couple games, and um, it is his team. And look for the Penguins to start him more, and um, but they are going to share the load um, with Jari too. So, I mean, it, it's great to have this problem for the Penguins because you're going to have two well, semi well rested goalies going into the playoffs. Yeah, it's an outstanding problem to have. You can really just alternate them. I think this week uh, you're probably going to see one of two things. Um, Murray is either going to go Thursday, and then maybe Jari Saturday, and maybe Jari. Um, Tuesday, since they played the Lightning two out of three times, you probably want both goalies to see them. Or it's going to be Jari on Thursday in Tampa. Then Saturday, Murray in Florida, and then Murray goes um, against Tampa. I think they're probably going to split that uh, going forward. But yeah, that was bet- Matt Murray's best game I think since October. Um, he was just he was playing big in his net. You know when he was when he's squaring up shooters like that, and when he's not giving in a, a lot of room. Um, you you know that Murray is on his game. Uh, I just I loved just how good he was and just reading every shot. Um, I just I didn't. Um, there was no goal that he gave up that really was a weak goal. One of them was pretty lucky when it went off John Marino's um, skate. The other two were just wicked shots that went past him. I didn't really think um, a lot of goalies in that situation would have saved that. But um, yeah, I just going down the stretch. It, it's really going to be great to see how they these two. 
Um, really just battle to see, you know, who's going to start game one in the playoffs. And as I've said, you're probably going to need both goaltenders in the playoffs. And, you know, I don't trust anyone more than Mike Sullivan for that. But um, I'm just, I'm curious to see the goaltending rotation. I just, I wouldn't, I would be pretty surprised if um, Murray didn't start on Thursday. But I mean, I also could see them doing the other alternative from what I suggested. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I could see Murray starting on Thursday, you know. Um, just to kind of give more, um, confidence, you know, but, um, the whole team, I mean, go back to the Capitals game, the whole team just looked great. I mean, block shots, um, the only knock on it was all those penalties that they were taking, um, you know, but other than that, this, this team is, is looking good, um. Maybe a tough game against Tampa, but we'll we'll talk more about that here. Yeah, yeah, we're going to talk more about that um, coming up out of the break, or maybe one of the other um, breaks. We're probably going to go into uh, some trade talk too. So um, you know, stick around for that uh, coming up out of this um, break. All right, so Cam. So of course, you know, with the deadline now almost 19 days away, um, it's pretty quiet in uh, trade trade um, trade land right now, especially around the league. There's not, not a lot of movement. I think. Teams are probably still, you know, uh, flirting around with some some other teams, trying to see if there some teams will, you know, buy it at some asking prices, what and whatnot. But you know, the Penguins are obviously going to make a move. Um, I was listening to the Penultimate podcast the other day on the Athletic, and um, Rob Rossi said it was an informed guess that they may try to make a trade with Montreal. The kid brought up a hint that this player's dad was in town this past weekend. Um, my friend did actually a little bit of digging and found that it was Ty Domi, and of course his son is um, Max Domi, and uh, I can't really say that I'd be too big of a fan of it. He's really only had one good season in the league last season. Of course, he had 28 goals with Montreal this season. He has 13 so far. Um, He's also been playing center a lot. I'd have to look at his contract, but I think there's better options out there than someone like Max Domi, who is also uh, would be um, pretty polarizing for some people, considering, um, you know, I'm not really going to go into that. People know what I'm talking about when I talk about that. Um, but I just, I don't really like the fit, uh, I think too much. And that might be a, a what? Uh, yeah. Oh, a, a what? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I just, I, I hope that's, I, I see that as a panic trade for Jim Rutherford. Um, and me and you talked about it before the podcast, but, um, it was almost, and I'm not saying Ryan Reeves and Max Domi are similar players, but, Max Domi has that physical aspect to his game. And I just, I hope, I really hope that Jim Rutherford didn't look at that game on Sunday and like, wow, we, we really need that physical player in our lineup because what won the Penguins those championships in 2016 and 2017 was speed. And clearly, you know, he made those trades like good Branson and, and Reeves and those just don't fit the team. And I hope that's just not one of those panic trades. Um, yeah. Jason Zucker is a trade that they, they, I know everyone's talking about it, but they should make that trade. Yeah, I would, um, I would definitely do it, um, in, in that situation, but, um, yeah, for Jason, for Jason Zucker, um, of course, but, uh, yeah, I just, I just don't, th- yeah, like, I just don't think he really fits what, what they're looking for. I mean, I know, like I said, I know he had run really good season last year, but, um, I feel like Montreal would probably try to get Pittsburgh to overpay for him, which, um, I definitely would not do. 
But, um, you know, there's a couple of other players on that team that I would honestly try to look at. Tomas Tatar, he's had a really good year, but I think he's on a cap hit of below $5 million, but um, I think it would take a hefty price to get him out of there considering that the season that he has had. Um, Brendan Gallagher, Jonathan Drouin is coming back from injury. I don't know if they would part with Drouin, but that would be more looking into. I've always honestly been a fan of Drouin, but um, I'm not really sure that Jim Rutherford is looking at him. But... Um, yeah, I just I'm trying to think of other names. Of course, you have the Chris Kreider situation. Um, Ken, would you uh, would you would you do it in that situation to get Chris Kreider? Uh, I would not do that. Um, <laughs> just just from the fact that it's it's in the metro and it's going to probably be a steeper price on Kreider. Um, obviously, for those who don't know, that he just had that concussion in that game this past weekend. Um, so there was the talks of him being out of the lineup, but people didn't know that he got injured the game prior. So they thought trade was happening, but, um, yeah, but yeah, I just, I, I, I think trading within the division is a lot tougher to do. Um, so, you know, even looking in conference, it's always, it's, it's a little difficult, especially with teams in the playoff race and borderline playoffs. And that's where you're looking at with Minnesota and Jason Zucker that they see their team as, you know, potential versus, you know, uh, like a soft rebuild with the team and what the, and Bill Guerin's thinking of ways should do. And I think that's what's stalling that Jason Zucker trade. Yeah. Minnesota is kind of a team that they're not really sure what they want to do though. I know um, just like um, Emperor Palpatine, I would do it um, in that situation do it. and get, yeah, there, there it is. I would do it and get Jason Zucker from uh, Minnesota. I've just, I've, been a way more of a fan than him than Kreider. I do agree. I think the asking price on Kreider might be a bit high. Um, I think apparently Pierre LeBrun said there's about eight teams interested in him right now. I think they're trying to get a first round pick and a um, a pretty decently sized prospect out of it. Um, I'm just I'm not sure if Jim Rutherford will trade one of his um, two or three prize prospects. I'm sure he would trade like a few of them, but um, I think you know. I was listening, like I said, to penultimate Rod Ross. He was basically saying, like, yeah, I'm just, I'm not sure that they would do it on the Rangers' terms. It would have to be on the Penguins' terms. I feel like the Penguins, um, he felt like the Penguins aren't as interested as some people have said that they were in Chris Kreider. So, you know, I'm just, just to follow that. Um, but I think, you know, Zucker, there's Toffoli, of course, from the Kings. He's going to probably command. Uh, a second round pick probably. I don't know if they can get a first for him. And also you don't see a lot of first round picks going for rentals. And nowadays anyway, a lot of teams have been deciding, I think to keep their first round pick because of the draft and all that. And that, you know, it's not worth to give up your first round pick for just a rental of um, just a couple months. But you know, that sometimes that wins championships. So sometimes it really is worth it, but I guess it sometimes isn't um, for NHL GMs. No. And you know, but on on the on the other side of it, the Penguins are in a win now mode. Yeah, um, that first rounder um, is is one of the pieces that could get that deal done for the Penguins and for Jim Rutherford. I think if if the right deal came along and it required that first round draft pick, he would do it in a heartbeat. Yeah, I um, absolutely agree. But I I, I think with um, the past week that Sam Poulin has had and the season he's had. Uh, the Penguins prospect, um, I don't see them um, moving Poulin and, uh, from the Penguins. I think he's too viable of a prospect to like keep in the, in the system. 
Yeah, him and Kalen Addison, I think, are the two most likely to stay, though I wouldn't be surprised if they traded. Uh, almost anyone else in the system, yeah, maybe Legary, uh, him potentially, Bjorkquist, um, Hallander. Um, I could see some of those guys getting traded, but I just, you know, I, I can't see Jan Poulin or um, Addison getting dealt. But um, I've been trying to figure out um, other names on the market. Brandon's, Brandon's solid, yeah. but with that, it's like I, I wouldn't want the Penguins to make that trade. Um, yeah. I've thought about it. But it's just, um, I, I think I'm I'm too focused on Jason Zucker and that that possibility of him being on the team. Just to like they've they've long yeah. liked um, Sod, and of course you know he's from Pittsburgh, so you know everyone's gonna make that uh, reference. You know he's run from right outside of Pittsburgh. Of course, he does make six million per next season, so the next season's cap is would be interesting for that because he I think he is under contract for one more year. But also I'm not really sure the Blackhawks will trade him because um, they're three points out of a playoff spot in the West. Believe it or not. Blackhawks have a little bit of a shot to somehow sneak into the playoffs this season because of the Western Conference wildcard situation is a complete joke and almost everyone has a shot right now at this point except maybe like um, oh, I'm trying to figure out how many awful teams the Kings or the the Kings the Ducks and the Sharks and the Penguins still have to play all those three of those teams one more time for for the uh, California road trip will be at will which will be um, at the end of this month so yeah there's just the West is just so bad but um, um, but anyways, you know, coming up out of, out of the break here, we're probably going to, you know, d- dive into a preview against the Tampa Bay Lightning and, you know, um, how they've, they've really come alive um, these, these past uh, month, month and a half, couple months. All right, Cam. So, of course, the, the Penguins, the, the, the two out of their next three games actually will be against the Lightning, and then that'll be it for the season series. They won't see them again until potentially the conference final. That would, that would be the only time they would see them as they're not going to slide um, to wild card two. There's just no way at this point. Basically, I would be very, very, very stunned if they did. But um, I'm really excited to watch the, these two teams go at it. They went at it earlier in the season. I think the Penguins only lost by um, one goal. I think it was a really close 5-4 game, if I'm not mistaken. I just have to, I'd have to... Um, look it up, but it was it was a close game, and now there's the rematches in Tampa, and uh, I'm just I'm really excited to see how just how good the Lightning have um, have gotten over the past month and a half because this team was too good uh, to be playing like an average team way earlier in the season. For a while, it looked like that the Blue Jackets had um, broken them, but you know they found their game back. Kucherov has been awesome, Stamkos, Point, Vasilevsky. Um, there's just so much talent down there. Yeah, you know, um, this is the time to heat up for all the teams. I've said it before for the Penguins, and Tampa's definitely playing really good hockey right now. And mm-hmm. um, Kucherov, always dangerous. You keep an eye out for him during the Penguins game. Um, it's it's definitely, you know, they started off a little slow, but, um, I mean, that's, that's how the Penguins had a little bit with the, uh, the beginning of their season, and look how they've turned out. So, um it's definitely playoff hockey, like I said before. Um, so it's gonna be. It, I, I think it's gonna be one of the most entertaining uh, games of the season. Personally, for me, every time they go to Tampa, it's always entertaining. Yeah, I always, I always love these two teams going at it. Um, they haven't played in the playoffs, I think, enough, but there's a good chance they they could this year. If that's of course, if Tampa beats Boston, who is also really, really good, and then that's if of course Pittsburgh beats Washington in the second round, most likely as I don't think. Um, Washington will lose again in the first round, um, even if they play someone like Carolina, who does give them fits. But I mean, yeah, the Tampa's power play is so vaunted. I mean, their blue line—I just I love their blue line. You can roll out um, McDonough, Sergachev, Headman, 
Um, I think that, that thing, I always forget that they signed Kevin Shattenkirk for this season. He's had a pretty decent season. Um, it, it, that, that's how those those four defensemen, when they're on their game, that's just a really good top four. You know, their, their forwards are really, really deep. They're well coached. And, you know, right now I kind of feel like the Lightning are in that Capitals phase pre-2018 for them where, you know, they're just – there's so much pressure on them to finally break through and win. And, you know, they're doing it right. They're staying on the course. You don't want to, you know, change course and you know, make the, all these bad trades and screw up your core. And this is the way to do it because – they're so talented and they're so good, and we all know that the playoff, their their lineup. Well, I'm I'm like fumbling my words. They're um, just going through the playoffs for them is going to be difficult because of course what happened to Columbus. But um, I just I, this is such, this is a really really good team, and um, I just I can't wait to see the show that these two teams uh, will put on because um, the Penguins I think are a different team now than they were earlier in the season um, when they played uh, Tampa. Yeah, and the, I mean, like you said, the core is there for um, Tampa, and I think this is a Stanley Cup caliber team with the Tampa Bay Lightning. So I wouldn't take the Lightning uh, lightly this game or the you know later down the line. But you know, um, I'm glad to see the Penguins are finally playing good hockey, um, and it's yeah, it's going to be very entertaining. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm I'm going to be watching it. Um, so, yeah, yeah, they play yeah. twice in the next three days. Um, I can't believe none of those two games are on national television. You think two of the best teams in the league would be on NBC, SN? But nope, they'll probably market some stupid Red Wings game or whatever. I think tomorrow night's <laughs> game is the uh, um, the Bruins versus a, another really bad team. That is, uh, I, don't, I don't understand. Sometimes, hopefully, they can figure that out in the next TV deal. But um, I'm, yeah, I wish they said, like did the similar thing to the NFL, where the NFL like. Uh, towards mid season, they like they see the top teams and they switch the times, time yeah. slots. Um, they did that with the Steelers a couple times this season. Um, I, you know, like what it would have been awesome to see the Edmonton Calgary game on yeah, national the television. Of Alberta, that was that was nuts. Those two. If we don't get seven games of that in the Stanley Cup playoffs, just cancel the rest of the season, honestly, because. Um, Seeing yeah. Matthew Kachuk go at it and piss off all the Oilers and their fans is just—it's—it's it's great comedy for me because. Um, but just, that's 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 an example of a great game that yep. could be shown. They you know, showed, they for showed national like a, TV. Yeah, they showed a really—they showed two teams I think on NBCSN that were really bad that night, and they could have marketed uh, Flames Oilers, but of course they didn't do that for some reason because they don't like to change their schedule, even though. That's what some of the best leagues do. You know, the NBA does it. The NFL does it. And Sunday Night Baseball for the MLB does it. But, you know, the NHL is... At those leagues, it's very successful, too. Yeah. You know? Best sport, worst um, league. <laughs> and I mean, the perfect example was for the Steelers this season was the Buffalo and Pittsburgh game. They moved that to Sunday night. Absolutely. And it was a... I mean, even though the Steelers lost, that was a great game. And it had a lot of people watching. So it's like, you know... It, there's so much I wish the NHL would do, but they don't. Yeah, but it's, that's, it's a, that's a whole other discussion. Yeah, it's, it's just annoying, but it's whatever at this point. But, um, yeah, Cam, uh, this was really fun to do. Uh, thank you so much for coming on again. We're definitely probably going to do this. As it gets closer to deadline day, I'll probably have you on to get some thoughts about who the Penguins acquire because it's going to come any day now. Um, I looked it up. The McCann-Bukestad trade happened on February 1st of last season. So, yeah, it's really any day now where Jim Rutherford is going to strike, but um, I'll have you on at some point to discuss what he did and what you think of it. Awesome. Uh, thank you for having me, and 
love doing these, so it's great to be back, and I look forward to doing it in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Locked on Penguins, and we'll be back tomorrow, and you know, we'll figure out something to talk about, even though, of course, tomorrow is another off day. So um, talk to you guys then.